0: Well, thank you for tuning in, and hopefully uh, you're still listening to this segment. As we were talking about earlier, before the break in the news, that we have been getting indications and notices just last night that we're going to see interest rates go up again. So I was stressing the importance of sitting down and getting not just pre-approved, but pre-educated. And like I said, we're going to talk about something a little different in this segment here, about one of the main deal breakers when it comes to getting a mortgage. Uh, So again, you can always reach out and contact us on Twitter at mortgageteacher.com and of course at Twitter at Mortgage Teacher. Ask us your questions. But here's one of the questions I get and here's what we want to talk about. With all the rule changes that came into effect on October 17th and the rates increasing, it's no better time now to really sit down and plan ahead. The earlier you do that, the more you're going to save for a couple of reasons. For one, Of course, if the rates are going up like they have been, I mean, we've had four announcements in the last three months that they've gone up 0.10 or 0.2, okay? So more reason to sit down early to hold those rates so if they go up, you don't have to worry about it because you talked to mortgage teacher a couple months before and we can hold that interest rate for you for 120 days. Now, here's what I want to get into. Has anyone out there heard of a FICO score? Some may say yes, some may say no. How about this? Your credit score. Ah, okay, yes. I've heard about my credit score. I am blown away of how many people sit down and we don't really understand how this works. So I'm going to get a little bit deeper and really, please tune in, guys, get a pen and paper and listen to this, okay? When it comes to credit score, many of us are taught some old school ethics. So I was raised in Dorchester, kind of a small town. Uh, Upbringing. So, to be honest, when it comes to borrowing ethics, here's what I was raised with with, from my family. Um, Michael, if you have a $1,000 credit card, you know, you spend $600, you better have the money to pay that off. Whatever you borrow, you better pay that off in full. Basically, don't spend money you don't have. Okay, great. If I do take a car loan, for example, what? You're going to pay that over seven years? no, 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 you better be getting working overtime, get another job. I want to see you pay that off in less than five years. These are all ethically correct. These are the financial goals we were given to build a good credit score. What we don't know, though, is does our score actually go up if we do that? For example, if you get a bill in the mail for, to pay for a loan and it's asking for a minimum payment of $80, well, what were we raised? We were raised to go and pay $100 or $200 or $240. Pay more than the minimum payment, correct? These are all things that we teach our kids and pay it forward to, to have good credit. But does that mean our score goes up with those techniques? Now, here's what a lot of people don't know. It's an algorithm. If I'm late on a payment, I can, there's no human connection. Or, or for example, say I have a car loan and I pay it off early like the previous example. I don't get a happy face on my credit bureau. I don't get a little note saying, wow, Michael, good job. Way to work extra hard and pay that off early. I'm going to put a little smiley face on your credit bureau for you. Not at all. In fact, if you pay something down to zero, what happens the next month? How many points do I get on that trade line? Which is what we're going to call a, you know, a loan, a credit card. That's a trade line on your credit bureau. How... How are my points going to go up? If I pay that off to zero, believe it or not, guess how many points you get that month? Zero. So if you owe zero on credit, you earn zero points that month. Okay, well, that's interesting. So how do I actually earn points? Or sometimes I get people that, you know, maybe two years ago you had some tough times, you missed a couple payments, now your score is a little lower than we like. How do we increase that score? So here's the tips we're going to give, okay? Never go above 75% of your limit. So remember the example I gave you before that I use my $1,000 credit card and then I pay it off? And this is the honest-to-gosh truth what happened to me. I had a $1,000 credit card and I would use it up to, you know, $750, then I'd pay it off. I'd use up to $600, pay it off. In fact, I had it set up that whatever the balance is, please go into my bank account and pay it off in full. It was an automatic pay it off in full credit card, whatever you want to set that, whatever you want to call that. So I thought I was doing everything perfect. I would use the card. It would get paid off in full. So I remember this specific date. That's how good my memory is this way. I remember the nights were are going for the Mem Cup. It was uh, 2015 and I got a bill in the mail and said, Michael, please pay us $27 because that is the minimum payment because you owe us $990. So it wasn't maxed out, but it was close. So, of course, I looked in the bank account. I had enough to pay that off. I filed that piece of paper away because I knew that that was going to get paid out in full because of my automatic payment setup. So that happened. Now, here's the interesting part. Only 12 days later, I pulled my own credit bureau. I was, you know, going to look into getting an income property at the time. And I pulled my credit bureau, and here's what I saw on that specific trade line. I looked at that visa card. It was a TD visa. I scrolled across and said, okay, well, it says there's a $1,000 limit. That's true. It said the payment term was $27. Yes, that's true. I remember that on the bill. But then the balance, it didn't say zero. It should have. I just paid it off two weeks ago. It didn't say zero. Well, it should say $990 then because that's what the balance was. But guess what? It didn't say $990 either. This is where I was shocked. It actually said my balance was $1,017. Now, let's listen to the math there. If the payment's $27 and my balance is $990, then the $27 payment they have added on. Here's their logic, guys. They actually, creditors report the balance of your credit five days before the due date. So I physically did not pay the $27 yet. In fact, as you know, I paid out my $990 in full. But that transaction didn't actually happen yet on the Equifax which is, of course, our credit bureau, okay? So with that being done, it looks like on this trade line, if my balance is 1,017, but my limit is only 1,000, to this algorithm, remember, it is not a human at the other end, there's no smiley faces on our credit bureaus, but that means it looks like it's over my limit. Well, I was doing this for two years. I would use your card, pay it off in full. Use my card, pay it off in full. But because I was using it to its max or even above 75%, I was losing 25 points some months. 20 points. My credit score at that time, people, were 537 was my score. That's below a bankruptcy. And the funny thing about it is I've never missed a payment. I had a motorcycle that was half paid off. I had a house with 30% equity. I mean, from everything my parents raised me, I had perfect credit. But because of this unknown algorithm, I became what I call a victim of the FICO score. Now, this is interesting. I still continue to send that mortgage because remember, I told you this was in 2005 when I came upon this and I've been passionate about it ever since. So at that time... I sent this deal in to buy this income property and it was a Bank of Montreal underwriter at the time. And of course, I know my, I have relationships with all of my underwriters. And they said, Molly, like what is up with your credit score? 537. And I said, I know, I have no idea. She says, well, I'll tell you what, this is what we call a forced beacon, a forced beacon. I said, well, what's a forced beacon? Well, basically it means your beacon score, which is our credit score here in Canada. Basically we're saying, I have no idea what this is talking about. Um, I can see that you've been good with credit in the past, so we are just going to proceed with this deal as an A+, and ignore your credit. And that's fantastic. So I can still get an A-plus rate. But guys, ever since 2013, there's been some rule changes that, no, you need a 620 to do this. You need a 650 credit score to do this. You need a 680 to get away with that. So if you don't know your exact number, because just last week I had a gentleman that his credit score was 679, he needs a 680 to do what he wants to do. So it's going to cost him thousands more because of one point on a credit bureau. Now, unfortunately, with that gentleman, he has to get into that house now where, like I told you earlier in the show, if we had six months to repair that credit, we could have gotten that gentleman what he needed. So this is just to add on more of the reason to sit down with a mortgage teacher even earlier to not just get educated and hold these rates while they're increasing, but to make that credit score as good as you can What we do at Mortgage Teacher, guys, is we deal with every bank and every lender, trust company, whatever you can think of, but we just package up your mortgage and make you as pretty as can be to save the most amount of interest. I mean, just like the show is called, Interesting Ways to Save You Interest. Everybody, I am out. I'm heading to see the Mullis family soon. I wish you all a very Merry Christmas. Have a fantastic night, and please... Leave some cookies there near the fireplace for Santa and reach out to Morris Teacher. Hope to hear from you soon. Take care, everyone. Again, Merry Christmas.